Happy Halloween. Boo. From DJ Evil Dave and Dr. Brandy Sexy Voice. Oh, don't say it like that. What? You have to say Dr. Brandy Sexy Voice. No, because that's your job. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're the Dr. Brandy Sexy Voice E one. Right. Of the pair of us. Totally. That's me. That's you. That's in the corner, me. losing your religion. She's looking at me. No. That's not you in the spotlight. You did it corner. wrong. I know I did it wrong. <laughs> I dropped a line. Yes. Does it seem like it's recording very, very quietly? Oh, because the microphone is set, rather. And I'm louder, and I'm louder. And we're louder. And, and we're louder. louder. And we're loud. And we're loud. And we're loud. All right. We're together because of a falling out of plans. Yes. We almost would have been at the theater this evening. Yes. At this time, or close to it. But things fell through, so we're available to record on a Friday evening. Another Spooktober show, though our anniversary show wasn't quite that. No, not really. Sort of, but so, not really. Yeah, not I mean, really. the Undead Dragon the and Gotham. The Undead Dragon and Gotham, and but, you know, yeah. <laughs> being goth, there's certain things. Or having The Damned be my soundtrack. Mm. They're coming on the 18th of April mm. to the depot in Salt Lake City. Probably expensive tickets, because, I mean, that's that's a headliner. It's hard to say. Yeah, because, yeah, they've also been around. This is their 40th reunion tour. What? <laughs> Did they have reunion tours twice in one year or something? How is that possible? Because they've been around since 76. So they're all old men is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dave Vanian, Captain Sensible. I don't know who's in the lineup, Rat Scabies, because it's an ever-changing thing, but Dave Vanian is the lead singer, and I, they have him on the poster, so likely he's doing the vocals. He seems to be the mainstay of the group. Married mm -hmm. to Patricia Morrison, bassist for uh, Sisters of Mercy. I named my bass guitar after her. Ah. Ah. Spooktober. It's nearly Halloween. Boo. It'll be likely that I'll upload this well before Halloween. Probably. It's a commentary. Yeah. And we, um, yeah. yeah. Commentaries don't take long to edit, so, so this should be up possibly even this evening. Plus, it's a movie I like to watch. It's a really good haunted house movie. It's one we've discussed several times before. I think we talked about it in our Ghosts episode. Quite likely. And we discussed it when you read the book. Yes. So it's one that comes up a lot. And it's up there with Legend of Hell House, another great haunted house movie. The Changeling, which is kind of a haunted house movie. Yeah. It's a ghost story. It's a ghost story. Not necessarily haunted house, but ghost yeah, story. And The Shining, kind of a haunted house movie. More of a psychological thriller because Kubrick was not a big fan of horror. He detested horror. Yes. Honey. He detested <laughs> it. Not a fan of is putting it so ridiculously yeah. mildly. Which is too bad because there's things you can do in horror that, uh, yeah, if you do a philosophical horror film, it could be quite cool. So, which is basically what he made it into. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but Stanley Kubrick was a dick. He was. <laughs> he was a so was big Hitchcock. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah, Hitchcock was an asshole too. Some of the best directors in the history of movies were dicks. James Cameron. James Cameron dick. is still a dick. Nietzsche quote is I think all the great men in history are evil or have been evil. It's like the whole Slytherin thing. It's like, do great things. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was what all Terrible things, but great things. No, well, that's what he said about Voldemort. Voldemort. Yep. Not 
what was said about Slytherin. Yeah. The Sorting Hat said you could do great things mm -hmm. in Slytherin. Which is true. Which it turns out I'm a Slytherin, according to Pottermore. There are a lot of Slytherins in Fairly Potter. There are great ones. Tonks. No, that no, came no, as no, a no. surprise. Fairly Potter. Oh, Fairly Potter has a lot of Slytherins. Yep. Sweet. A lot. Oh, as in they, the cast members that yep. went... Okay, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. But cast, ca members. cast members that went on to Pottermore and got housed. Mm -hmm. That's because the algorithm is not that good. And so if you like water and if you chose the Merlin box as the item that you're most interested in... Because Merlin was a Slytherin and that... Adds a lot of points to being Slytherin. I don't remember the Merlin box being one of my choices. Oh, yeah. It's like, there's these four items. Which one interests you most? And I was like, ooh, the box I, that belonged to Merlin. That I didn't have me. the Merlin box. Interesting. The algorithm may be more sophisticated than you think. Mm, and then stuff about shipwrecks and dungeons and anything about underground or... Didn't have that. Oh, interesting. So it started to slant me into... Slytherin early on. It's like, oh, you answered that question. Here's a bunch of Slytherin questions. Don't know. Okay. Hard to say. Right. You just don't want to be a Slytherin. No, I'm okay with it now. It's actually kind of cool. I really feel like a Ravenclaw, but Slytherins are like Ravenclaws that work together. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> with Ravenclaws, a lot of them are isolated. It's about individual effort and not about team effort. They come together when they need to, yeah. but they have such a diverse amount of interests mm -hmm. yeah they're all specialists in a yeah. way you know with the other houses they're like no don't mess with that where in ravenclaw's like oh you want to go do divination with eggs go for it because luna lovegood she's really a prime example of a ravenclaw i think because mm. she has very specific interests and occult knowledge and mysteries and that sort of thing the way i look at it is that ravenclaws are highly focused yes when they find something that they want to focus on, they do that to the exclusion of all else. Right. So it's like somebody who's really super intelligent and has zero social, social skills. They're academics. Yeah, they're yeah. academics. Yeah. While Gryffindor tend to be the jocks. Mm. The people that everybody likes and yeah. secretly hates and likes. Hufflepuffs are just your, your standard guys. To get sorted into your American house, it's uh -huh. a completely different Yeah, quiz. different questions entirely. And I got Thunderbird. I got Horned Serpent. I thought, Thunderbird, this doesn't seem like... But then when I started investigating further, Thunderbird is the American equivalent of Ravenclaw. Horned Serpent's about scholars as well, so that's kind of Ravenclaw-ish. It's not exactly the right. same. Yeah. The characteristics kind of cross over. Yes, exactly. The Thunderbird, I think, is kind of Ravenclaw Gryffindorish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could see that. While Horned Serpent could be Ravenclaw Slytherinish. Mm hmm. They kind of bleed over into each other because they are based on different animals and different experiences. Yeah. So, but they consider the, the Thunderbird to be the Ravenclaw equivalent. Ah. Yeah. Things are very different here in America. So. They are. Anyway, we've spent enough time on that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was thinking if things had not come together where you could record with me, I'd probably do a thing on Slytherin, which would be kind of a fun Halloween-y kind of thing. But... Well, you could do it later because we have four weeks from tomorrow until Fairly Potter opens, yep. and my time is going to become very short. True. and But it's kind of fun that we did that anyway at the start. Yep. So, yeah, consider that 
And then commentary. We are doing the movie The Haunting, as we said. Haunted House movie. Right. Uh, 1963, Robert Wise film. Direct and produced. Yes. Directed. Directed. And produced. And produced. It has one of the most beautiful women who ever lived in the history of ever. Right. Claire Bloom. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, in her black sweaters. Black sweaters. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and her super tight capris. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Very cat-like, anyway. The remake sucked because Oof. it lost all of its subtlety. They pushed the CG to the point where it was ridiculous. And they made Theo just an in-your-face lesbian. Yeah, it's like you walk in the door and she says, Hi, I'm a lesbian. And that's... That's, that's basically That's how it was subtle like. this film was. And the whole thing about being a weird study on insomnia, but not really a study of fear. Just just have it a study about the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Why mess it up? Do the story. And then deaths that happen in the remake that didn't happen in the original. Maybe they wanted to be closer to the book, which in my mind, I hope I don't offend anyone with this. <laughs> this is merely my opinion. I found the book to have multiple personality disorder ah. on a massive scale and a very limited vocabulary. The same phrases and words occurred over luxuriate. and over again. Yeah, I got sick of the word luxuriate. Really sick of that word. every time this character would be lounging on a sofa or something, she'd be luxuriating. I understand that a lot of people hold her in very high regard, and I can appreciate that. Yep, Shirley Jackson. However, it's not something that I want to read over and over again because I found that it lost focus a lot mm -hmm. of the time yep. and the vocabulary problem. And I just thought, <sighs> that's kind of how I thought. She's <laughs> more famous for her story, The Lottery, anyway. Haven't read it. Yeah. If I'm going to, you know, read something that's going to creep me out, I'll just go read some M.R. James, thanks. Yeah, there you go. Christmas time ghost stories. Focused. The great thing about ghost stories and, and weird tales back then is they didn't necessarily have a satisfying conclusion. Sometimes you don't even know what the fuck happened. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this happened and now it's never going to happen again. Or is it? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Like the one about the weird photograph. Oh, that was fucked up. Loved it. So, recommendation to, for M.R. James. M.R. James. And Hypnobobs. Mm-hmm. This the Hypnobobs, Hypnogoria. It's not Hypnobobs anymore. Yeah, it's Hypnogoria. Um, then there's Microgoria. There's a huge compendium of basically all of M.R. James's stories. And you can get it for very little money on Amazon. Nice. And that's how I got it. There were some stories in there that when Jim Moon read them out... During Christmas last year, I believe, one of them. I was just like, wow. I loved that story before. I love it even more when Jim Moon reads it. Yeah, I'll be rolling back around for uh, his telling of Christmas stories. And of course, right now, he's doing the origins of Halloween. Hypnogoria. Hypnogoria. The Library of Dreams. Presentations on the weird and the wonderful. <laughs> From anyway. the great Library of Dreams. Yes. Reality getting you down? Well, why not drop by the cozy fireside in the Great Library of Dreams and join me, your host, Mr. Jim Moon, for some talk on strange cinema, cult fiction, and all things weird and wonderful, and to hear some vintage tales of terror. 
Reserve your cosy armchair by the fire by subscribing to Hypnobobs, available on iTunes, Geek Planet Online, on Stitcher, and at hypnogoria.com. So, shall we begin? Yes, let's... I'm not exactly sure how this film starts or when we can... What have you done with the remote? I got it. <laughs> when we should pause or unpause it. Well, um, yet. it's probably going to go straight into it, right after the probably. unauthorized reproduction or distribution of this copyrighted work. Yeah, because these are uh, credits at the start type film, I think, Yeah. back in 1963. All the credits at the beginning. So, black screen. So, yes, get to the Metro Goldwyn Meyer... Mayor. Mayor. Trademark. Black and white. Dragon. Or dragon. There we go. <laughs> Lion. Lion. Jeez. It's like thinking Chinese New Year. Like um, the lion dance and the dragon dance. Yeah, and guess what? Everyone that thinks that the snub-nosed dragons are dragons, they're not. They're lions. Yeah, the two-person one is a lion. Yeah. The one that's more than two people is a dragon. Yeah, the great big long ones. And it has a long snout and actually looks like a dragon. Yes. So and the one stop with the, confusing those. Yeah, they both have the fluttering eyelashes kind of thing. Yes, but they are distinctly different right. in their visual appearance. Yes. So stop confusing those. That one fifth doctor story. That was not a dragon, Peter <laughs> Davison. That was a lion. It's not your fault. It's the way it was the script. You know, people should have done some research. Anyway. Should I get to the part where it blacks out after this? Yeah. To pause? Okay, so you want to get to that, and you want Kitty still roaring. Get to it where it blacks out and pause, and then we'll do the countdown. You like to do the countdown, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. Three, two, one, play. And we're off. And there is the spooky silhouette of the uh, Hill Hill House. And we have some voiceover to start us out. This is Dr. Markway's voice. Yes. And probably straight out of the novel. What do you think? If I remember correctly, yes. Look at all the spires of that house. Crazy. Mm. And then our credits. Mm, Very burpy. Robert Wise production. Same guy who directed Star Trek The Motionless Picture. Okay. The Haunting. Interesting way of viewing the credits there. Very 60s, the the kind of broken lettering. Yes. The, um, the first time that I saw this, I was a child, and it scared the shit out of me. It's a scary-ass movie. To the point where I forgot about it. Especially the sleeping overnight. Hey, Russ Tamblin from Twin Peaks. He is Dr. Jacoby. Uh, for me, it was Russ Tamblin from West Side Story. Yep. And also Babylon 5. Yes. And quite a number of other things. In Panavision. I don't remember if I've ever seen this in widescreen. Uh, I have, but not recently. Mary Quant. What a terrible name. Um, as far as the appearance of the house, they used infrared film to get the creepy detail. When they're showing it in daylight. Wow. Because they just couldn't get the lighting right. Because this is an actual place. They used the exterior 
of a real place that for this. Is, oh, hey. Yeah. And uh, they they just couldn't get to get it to look like more of a monster house. And so the infrared brought out the striations and the stone and the details nice. that they couldn't get with, you know, regular film. It's like their version of HD. <laughs> yeah, kind of like. So all of the interior shots were a set that was built. Yep, here's a little history we have of yep. the accidents. Oh, evil. Evil as the fruits of the devil. The fruits of the devil. Oh, no, horses. Wee. Freaked out. It's kind of a lady in black situation, too. The cart getting knocked over. People dying. She never saw it. No apparent reason. They were wearing blinders. Very similar to Legend of Hell House in some respects. Oh, this is very uh, gothic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the very uh, devout father. I don't know if he was such a devout father as he was a devout Christian. Yes. Well, that's what I meant. Um, yeah. Forcing her to look at the dead mother reading Lost Rites. Whatever. <laughs> it's very charming the uh the professor it's very charming He's a man doctor not Ooh, a professor the door just opened on its own dun, dun, dun. scary times she fell down the stairs and that's a pretty good damn stunt for this time period yeah the one in psycho's weird because it's like a back screen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like a rear projection where he's falling back down the stairs. But it's just kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Where the detective falls down the stairs. It's all the uh, little biblical quotes everywhere. Suffer little children. Mm -hmm. That's really good set decoration where that's the only part of it you can see. <laughs> This is actually pretty well done. They found a great selection of actresses to portray her through the years. Yes. Oh, this transition? Mm-hmm. Where she's just bedridden? Well, she, she stayed in that room. She wasn't bedridden the whole yep. time, but she stayed in that room her whole life. Yes. Being a shut-in. Well, considering her background, can you blame her? Yeah. Hey, he just said she, she was bedridden in her later years. Yes, in her later years. I know, but it's funny that we were saying bedridden and then you use the word bedridden. Oh, stop slut shaming. Yeah. The, the thing is, is if she hadn't been out on the veranda fooling around with this guy, uh -huh. would she have died too if she'd been in the room? Because I, what could she have done to stop Abigail from dying? Yeah, old age is old age. Yeah. Hello. Would she live was, a day longer? It, unless she was um, killed by something supernatural, in which case, what could she have done to defend against that? That can't be up to code. That's, That's totally spiral staircase. Well, it actually looks really steady right now. It's not going to later. This is a hell of an info dump. 
here's all the people that died. Well, of course. But it works because that's the professor talking about the history of the home. And to be interested in paranormal activity and life after death. And hang. And there goes a studio. Yep. That's the proper usage. Hanged. Yes. Oh, I'm going to throw up now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like playing Minecraft. Yeah. Smoke. <laughs> Doing my best James Mason impression. I'm so British. <laughs> the dead are not quiet in Hill House. <laughs> hey, where's your cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> Why ain't you smoking, lawyer face? All right. Yeah. I'm assuming he's a lawyer. Three on the same match is bad luck anyway, so. <laughs> oh, he's got a he's got a pipe. That's that's some nice silverware. Well, she is very rich. Yes. I need a benefactor. Well, she's very similar setup to Legend of Hell House in a way. Yeah, well, she's the owner. Yep. Yeah, she owns the house, and so he needs permission. Yes, and it's her nephew that is, yep. goes along. Yeah, and was could sell it. It's like, hey, knock this down, and make a parking lot for all I care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna live in this dump. No, he just wanted to to sell everything in it and hell yeah, keep the money. It's frat boy. Yeah. Ivy League guy. Oh, he's got a pipe. Never mind. I said that like two minutes oh, ago. Well, I'm like <laughs> split three ways here. I was trying to talk about the movie, trying to watch the movie, and trying to listen to you. Oh, you're just no fun. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Catty. Do you think they have enough lighting in that room? No, I think they need more prisms. They need more prisms. More prisms? More prisms hanging uh, from the lamps. Yes, yeah, so they can have rainbow dance parties. Absolutely. Very progressive household. Yeah, they're going to smoke pot later and just watch the prisms. Yeah. He has terrible posture. But that comes with, I guess, being an academic is the hunched over question mark like posture. I don't know. I didn't really notice that throughout the movie, so it might just be in this scene. Mm, I have to watch to see if he's always leaning over something. <laughs> I'm eyebrow acting. I'm eyebrow acting too. Hey, it's better than Carnival of Souls yep. eye rolling acting. Oh, the checking of lists. Oh, this person. They're available. And They're available. This, this one. Oh, sure, why not? One. Rufus. Boy, this could make or break the film for you. Is her performance? It's. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's as an adult, I can appreciate it more. As a teenager, I found it frustrating. Yes, because she's very needy and a bit shrill but having to live in this household yeah and also when she would cared for their invalid mother mm -hmm. was it 
Yep. She was the one that was stuck with her mother while her sister went off and got married and had her own life. Yeah, did hospice care at home and this never had a life of her own. Yeah. And now she's living with them and her room is the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace my ass she's such a bitch her sister is a bitch selfish and so when Eleanor wants something for herself then mm-hmm. suddenly she's the selfish one mm-hmm. <laughs> well it is she's kind of locked in that house get out and have a oh. life of her own oh hell no you didn't say that <laughs> My bedroom is the living room. Yep. And she even pays rent. Yep. Ugh, ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Come along, you bratty child. It's not all yours, bitch. <laughs> I almost said cunt. Oh, whoop, there I did. <laughs> I really need to find the explicit rating thing. Because <laughs> Brandy says cunt a lot. Yeah. I'm a sleeping guy. Mother. The interesting thing, I think, is that the actress playing her sister seems younger than her, and yet she called her young lady, which makes me think that this was purposely done. I don't know that this is true, but, you know, what she went through has taken a toll on her, and she she looks older than she is. Yeah, I could see that, because, yeah, dealing... With that much responsibility, being adult before your years. Mm -hmm. And having nothing to do except for care for your sick mother, who is a mean old bitch. And she steals the car. She doesn't steal the car, it's half hers. (laughs) Yep. Um, She has a pretty decent accent. She is kind of dropping Nars a bit for being in New England, being in Boston. Yes. That is a tight bun. I'm still not 100% sure that all of that hair is hers. Yeah. And now the voiceover begins for her. Yeah, get accustomed to that. (laughs) You'll hear her internal thoughts a lot. Which is weird, because to have the professor be the announcer for it and then go into her head... Mm-hmm. Ah, speaking of rear projection, now we have a use of it there. Yeah. An awful common use, even used in Pulp Fiction, to uh, to um, a desired effect by Tarantino. He wanted it to appear to be rear projection because mm. he is a fan of classic cinema. So to purposefully make it look fake in a cab ride. This, however, is not rear projection, because see how the camera's moving? Yeah, see how you've the got a perspective. Moving? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so apparently Julie Harris, uh-huh. our lead actress here, uh, was suffering from depression during the shoot. And uh, she thought that her co-stars didn't take the film seriously like she did. Oh. And she would cry in her makeup chair. <laughs> wow, life imitates her art, doesn't it? It sure does. That's casting for you. Well, you'd use that. Well, here's where it gets a little crazy. All right. Claire Bloom did not speak to her while filming continued 
and that made her depression worse. Wow. And after they had finished filming, Claire Bloom told her that she had used the lack of interaction to help build her own performance. Oh. And so they reconciled. Interesting. But uh, but yeah, she's she's using that depression in this performance. Because they kind of form a strenuous friendship in this. I mean, if she bonds with anybody, it's Claire Bloom's character, you know? Mm-hmm. So she tries to bond with the professor, but that's difficult. Well, I think she does bond with the professor, and I think that bond is returned. Yeah. Um. Because it doesn't seem like the professor loves his wife very much when she mm. shows up. He's just kind of like, oh, why are you here? God. Exactly. That's kind of his... Uh... I'm not home. Another thing that's uh, interesting about this movie, and is not something that was really done in movies, is that uh, Robert Wise allowed them to step on each other's lines a lot. Like it would happen in a real Robert conversation. Robert Altman. Yeah. And uh, so often they're stepping on each other's lines, talking at the same time, and that's uncomfortable for people watching a film. Mm-hmm. Even though it's more common in real life and exactly. it grounds it. Because mm-hmm. you're dealing with supernatural events. Yeah. Let's see, where's the key? That's the key to the, the gun locker. That's the key to that place where we keep all the axes and <laughs> oh and and that's the key to the boat shed oh wait we don't have a boat uh, that's where i keep the dead bodies that's the key to the sex dungeon yeah. oh look out <laughs> yeah seriously well she's showing some backbone she's away from people who are trying to keep her down so she's starting to <laughs> know a bit of her own power yeah <laughs> boy yeah. she runs hot and cold doesn't she so, wait, you can't take a joke? Yeah, she's... Give her an inch, she takes a mile, doesn't she? Well, she's getting used to having her own personality yeah, in her own life. Uh, well, that's the... Um, extroverted sensing thing. Mm-hmm. Is you find where your limits are, where the boundaries are. You push buttons and see what sets off and what doesn't. Yes. And that can be very annoying to other people. Because you're always testing limits. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's infrared right there. Wow. Yeah, you can really see the texture of the house. Mm-hmm. You can really get the detail. Yeah, the friezes, the gothic windows. There she goes, blinking again. Nervous condition. Yes. <laughs> Your warnings. There's a cat on me. It's the last chance hotel. That's her last chance to leave. <laughs> yes. Running away. You can't run away from yourself, and that's kind of the lesson of this. You should take what's with you. God, those are spooky clouds and mists and stuff. Oh, we already seen that window. <clears throat> All those spires, gables. Yes. It was definitely the right move to film that with the infrared. With infrared, yeah. Very 
striking textures and that kind of castle-like uh, balcony. Yes. Then Colossus meets her at the door. Oh wait, that's in upstate New York. Well, the actual um, particular place that they used for the exterior shots is in England. It's in Warwickshire. Warwickshire. Ooh, spooky stuffed eagle. It's uh, near the village uh, of Eddington. Winged cherub door knocker. Yes, I've had all the blood sucked out of me. I love it when she smiles yes. thoroughly. <laughs> yes, smiles, but just with the with the mouth and not with the eyes. That's the kind of smile I give people that I know are trying to uh, fuck with me. Yeah. I give them that smile. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to mess with me. And then I slowly let it fade and just stare at them. It fucks them up. Oh, bad feng shui. Doors right in front of the staircase. Oof. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that we can agree before that that this place had bad feng shui. Because any positive energy you go, you know, like, enters through the door, beats the stairs, and then just stops. Mm -hmm. And all the good energy in the house flows down the stairs right through the door. Horrible. Yeah, now all of this is a set. It's uh, striking. Yeah, with the uh, remake, they had all the little cherubs and stuff turn their heads and watch you, which was stupid. It, yeah, it, there was so much stupidity. Like, why? Why Why have that? Why would the ghosts manipulate wooden objects to have them turn their heads? Yeah. Well, a part of the thing is that um, what you don't see... Is far scarier than oh, what yeah, you see. Oh, yeah, theater of the mind stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, now playing is doing their October or their fall donation drive, and they're doing a lot of horror films, like a lot of them from 1986. And Arnie kept keeps wanting to see things that they cut away from. Mm -hmm. And then Stuart's like, no, it's worse that you don't see it. Because if you see it, you just go, well, that was horrible special effects. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's in your head, if you have an imagination, is far worse. Yeah. Oh, Robert Wise did also um, work on West Side Story, so no wonder Russ Tam Tamblin is in this. God, who didn't work on West Side Story? I didn't. <laughs> Sondheim worked on it. It's one of his early things, I thought. Yeah, she did the smile thing that you like so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, this could have been done in color, but MGM insisted that they do it in black and white, and Robert Wise was fine with that. He thought yeah, it worked better for the genre. Of works film. for gothic horror, and this certainly is that. Mm -hmm. By the way, um, the second Mrs. Crane that fell down the stairs, that was a stunt woman named Connie Tilton. Oh. And she actually threw herself down those stairs. Fucking hell. Yeah. She's arguing with herself. So and, brass bedposts? Looks like the, it's brass. The woman who actually was the face of Mrs. the second Mrs. Crane was actually Frieda Noor. But, uh, yeah. 
Connie Tilton. She was uh, the also uh, she was the nurse companion. <laughs> She's ah. the one who hanged herself. But yeah, she threw herself down those stairs backwards. Wow! Holy yeah. shit! That is an opulent bathroom. Holy crap! That is a nice bathroom. The skylight above the shower. Here we go. They uh, act like that her lesbianism is explicit in this film. It's not. No, it's quite subtle. Mm-hmm. It was explicit in the shitty remake. Yeah. Because it's when Luke discovers it because he's kind of flirting with her and she's mm-hmm. like... She shuts him down It right goes past. like barking up the wrong tree and he goes, oh, okay. And then they're still fine, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like he brings it up or anything he's just kind of this knowing nod like okay i got it apparently that uh, in the original script there was uh, oh she's gonna smile again i'm waiting for it there it is (laughs) no one will come any nearer than that that. it's like gonna be written on her tombstone she keeps saying it so often quite a performance Uh, yes um from a, a supporting cast member so in the original script, there was actually a scene of Theodora at her apartment. Uh-huh. And she had apparently just broken up with a female lover because written on her mirror in lipstick was, I hate you. Oh. So, <laughs> but that didn't make it into the final So cut. Eleanor was selected because of some physical psychic things that happened around her. Is that correct? Uh, well, it was attributed to poltergeist activity. Yeah. So, but often poltergeist activity centers around a certain person. And so is it a ghost or is it the person who's doing it and not yeah. realizing it? Yeah. Is it, is it a ghost using a person to physically move things or is it the psychic power of that person? Yeah. That they don't know they have. Right. And so, so she's our psychic or our medium or uh, sensitive psychic. Yes. So one has ESP, one has psychokinesis, is mm-hmm. the idea. Yes. It's hard to believe that this is a set. but It's it qu- quite well done. Well, with a haunted house movie, you want the house to be a character of its own. Indeed. And but, so, I, but it's not just the set, it's the set decoration. Yes. It's all the statues, the windows, the mirrors, the weird plants. And all of the, and often when you're doing interior sets, you don't put ceilings on them. All these sets had ceilings. Yeah. Every one of them. Well, I think they wanted a claustrophobic feel. Yes. And so to look up and see the ceiling mm-hmm. gives you the feeling that you're trapped in that building. Up, oh, cold spot. Yep. And uh, the interior sets were designed by Elliot Scott, and Robert Weiss called him a major contributor to the film. Oh, yeah. And nice use of a wind machine, so you get the idea of there being a breeze, mm-hmm. which is why you put the plants there. Yep. <laughs> Strange, weird whispers. <laughs> yeah, the voiceover is a thing that could be off-putting as well, because generally we don't use voiceover as often. Though in some films they still use it. Like I Frankenstein was ugh. Don't even start. <laughs> Don't even start. Because it's often used to um bolster a weak script. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that was really good use of her disappearing into the house. Yep. Just a simple lighting trick in yep. camera, too, with the rocking of the camera. I'm super charming. <laughs> she just kind of squints at him. Well, she was relieved. Yes. Coalition ghostly. Yeah. Uh, Robert Wise also wanted to use a uh, wide-angle lens to film this, and the only lens that was available was from Panavision, and it was a 40 millimeter. And then he found out they were working on a 30 millimeter lens. Oh, interesting. And it contains distortions and wasn't ready, and he kept bugging him and bugging him, and finally they turned over the 30 millimeter lens, and he had to sign a memorandum in which he acknowledged that it was imperfect. Hmm. Doesn't look imperfect to me. Uh, the columns with the faces, mm-hmm. it gives the impression that you're always being watched. Always. And so even though it's just set decoration, it's the idea that, you know, the spirits can be watching you. There's always eyes upon you somewhere. Yes, and you don't have to have fucking moving cherub statues no. to achieve that. Well, if it's a decently made statue, the eyes follow you anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, that throne-like chair is, like, ridiculous. Yes. Boy, the man is a king of his castle, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because she's a very feminist. (laughs) It's like, oh, this chair is definitely masculine. I'm going to sit in it. Well, the nice thing about Theo is that she is not um, predatory. Okay. As in the way lesbians were generally portrayed in this oh, time period. Right, right. She's not trying to convert. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the way it works. No. But they didn't know that back in the 60s. <laughs> well, back then it was still considered a mental illness. Uh, today it is still considered a mental illness by some yeah, idiots. by some, but it's not in medical journals listed as a mental illness. Because it isn't. Right. You like can't it was. pray the gay away. Yeah. It's the way you were born. I was born straight. I yeah, can't electroshock it gay. out of you either, Pence. Goddamn fucking hell. <sighs> <laughs> I'm tapping the door. He's so enthusiastic about the whole thing. It's the curiosity of an academic. He's already getting lost in the house. <laughs> He's really quick. Grabs a broom and calls one of them a witch. Yep. It leads to his charm. Mm-hmm. He is he is a bit slouchy. Yeah, it adds to the character. He's in he's a professor, he's a scholar. <laughs> Ice. There's Luke. But he's not just a professor, he's a doctor. He's a level beyond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for me. Pour me one. I love that he's even in his like school jacket with the emblem and everything. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I've never seen this on Blu-ray because it's only recently been converted to Blu-ray. It's a beautiful It's magnificent. Transfer. Oh, my God. It's flawless. It's I've never seen it this way. It's it like is, watching it again for the first time. It must have been restored and stuff because it's oh, striking how good the image is, how crisp it is. It is. And I love seeing it in widescreen as it was meant to be seen. Yeah, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen it in widescreen. Thank you, Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. 
And it was really inexpensive. <laughs> it was like eight bucks on Amazon. The stories of death and death and more death? Forced of death and blood, did <laughs> yes. you say? Look at that curly hair. Yeah, naturally curly hair. Martinis? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, because I see olives and they're in a martini glass. Are they gin or vodka? Don't know. <laughs> he said vermouth. Yep. As well. Because some people say if it's vodka, it's not a martini. It is if you call it a vodka martini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't leave the heads on your food. That's just gross. It's like having a luau when they have the pig head you... on there still. <sighs> no, thank you. <sighs> I can see this way more than I want to this time. I don't want to see him carving up a fish. Uh, it's not that noticeable now. They just had the close-up of the fish eye. I know. It's because of my problem with fish oil. Oh, yeah. You have fish oil issues. So it's just looking at anything like that makes me feel ill. Yep. Hey, look. Collector's plates. I wonder <laughs> if they go up in value. <laughs> Except they're not crappy collectors. They're plates. not like NASCAR drivers or something. No, they're not like, you know, all the characters from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actual. This is my Voyager collection. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, they're actually real, ra really rare yep. plates. <laughs> uh, actual China, China. Yeah. Like, like my dishes that are with my antique teacups. Yes. Mm. A wolf in ghost clothing. <laughs> She's a psychic. <laughs> There's cards that have stars and stuff. My my friend Brett took that test, got every single one of them wrong. That it was actually more impossible. interesting than getting most of them right. And ever since then, he's been claiming to be a nega psychic. He's <laughs> like completely oblivious to any psychic vibrations whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah, statistically, to get every single one of them wrong. Yeah, that's you'd crazy. I think accidentally you'd get like 20, 25%. Exactly. That's uh, that's more than likely, the, yeah. as far as probability. Because they're usually about five different shapes. Mm -hmm. I like his explanation of this. Is you know when you're when you're close minded, and you come in contact with the supernatural, it's going to knock that door down. Mm -hmm. So it's best to be somewhat open minded. And that's really the scientific theory, is not to say something cannot exist. It's like, well, we haven't experienced it, or that's not the way we've observed it. Mm -hmm. But once we do, it's not that ghosts don't exist. It's just we haven't proven them to exist. Well, and people who want to say that ghosts are a bunch of hogwash, you can't say that. Because there are just too many stories for all of them to be fake. Yeah, it's like, you can't prove a negative. No, you can't. 
So it's like saying that, you know, our solar system doesn't exist because we've never experienced it firsthand. That's not true, you know? So... So it wasn't a poltergeist, it was the neighbors throwing No, rocks that's at what them. her mother told ah, her. But that's not what happened. Nope. That's not what happened. That's also something that happens in the book Carrie, mm-hmm. but not the film Carrie, is the Rain of Stones. Yep. Indeed. So, very influential. Because, yeah, that was, you know, Carrie was written after this. Mm-hmm. And so for King to be borrowing some of the psychic events from this film. That reminds me. Stephen King wanted to do a remake of this in the 90s uh-huh. called Rose Red. Sound familiar? Yeah, he did make a Rose Red. Yes, but by the time he made it, it didn't bear much of a resemblance to the story anymore. Right, and he had that mouth breather character. Oh, don't get me started. The photographer that dies and kept saying, say cheese. Yeah. He, he kinged it up, let's he, just he say. He kinged it way up. Yeah, catchphrases galore. So he definitely has a fascination with this film, <laughs> so it's not really a surprise that he borrowed things from the story. It's a great haunted house film. She's about as delicate and fragile as that china cup she's holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just break at any instance. Yep, there she spills. Gosh, she's just a raw nerve. Well, considering... What she's been through, it's impossible for her not to be. And so to think that it's barely acting, mm-hmm. that she's already, like, on her last limb there. Scream! I think this is a Slytherin house, too, with all the banners with the snakes on them. <laughs> yes! Wasn't that another thing in the remake that there was a big old portrait of Hugh Crane at yeah. the top of the first staircase and it kept getting weirder as time went on? Yeah. And it's like, you know, no, no subtlety whatsoever. Yeah. Subtlety goes way further. Yeah, it, it hit you over the head. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing a slasher, you don't want subtlety. But yeah. if you're doing a ghost story. Ooh, a subtle subtlety. slasher. What would that be like? Uh, yeah. Peeping Tom? Hmm. Kind of has a touch of that, I guess. There, that's the line I like. The mm-hmm. shut door getting ripped right off the hinges. Yep. It's, it's like if you close yourself off to the supernatural and then encounter the supernatural, it's like a double whammy. You could lose your mind. Yep. So at least be open to the possibility of the supernatural. I just can't get over how great this looks. <laughs> yes. Just amazing. Without being out and out gullible. Yes. <laughs> Sell the damn thing. Mm. And burn it to the ground and salt the earth. Mm, interesting way of framing, framing them all on the same staircase. It's an interesting collection of characters. Mm-hmm. Did you see how Theo looked at her just then when she said, I wouldn't dream of leaving? Uh-huh. She was already picking up on her attraction to Dr. Markway. Yes. It's first and time possibly in- worse, her attraction to the house. Mm. 
It's a basically any risk of injury or death or dismemberment. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he calls them mimeographs. I'm like, oh my god, we just call them copies now, dude. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how he said psych- psychokinesis and he says psychokookiness. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> he's the wolf in ghost clothing. Yep. Well, he's rape culture. Oh wait, don't worry about it. Nobody's gonna come in this house. No one can come any nearer than town <laughs> in the dark <laughs> in the night. Oh, stop it! Like doing creepy howls, creepy kid voice. <laughs> <laughs> we Mike? got this. Mark, Mark, come play with me. I want to cuddle <laughs> with you, Mark. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> We're gonna have nightmares. Little flyaways. <laughs> she put the flag up there mm. and see if it would salute. Yep. It's like, well, okay, I gotcha. You don't swing that way, all right. Oh, nice cheese lounge. Well, the thing is, does she know she swings that way or not? Because... Eleanor? Well, you know, she has, she's attracted to Dr. Markway, but what experience has she had with sexuality? Uh, Probably none. Well, she's probably systemically gendered. (laughs) She's a woman attracted to men. Wow, that's a really thin wish, uh, watch band. There she is arguing with herself again. Mm-hmm. Again, there's always some statue or something present. That's the first time I really picked up on that. That's like the idea that there's always someone with you. Mm-hmm. Interesting way it's framing. And I don't know if I'd pick up on that if it wasn't in widescreen. Yeah. Well, and if it wasn't restored and on Blu-ray because you can see so many more details. Meanwhile, at Xavier's school for... (laughs) I already made that joke. Ugh. A gong. Yes. Oh, here we go. First experience. Yeah. It gets creepy at night, that's for sure. Well, the house is already creepy in daylight, but Mm. boy, in the midnight hours. They're knocking... Fucking hell. This is one of the most frightening moments in film. I think it actually is. I think AFI, if I'm not mistaken, ranks this moment as one of the scariest in film. Uh, It freaked me out for many years, even though I didn't subconsciously remember it. Because, like, when it's pressing... Oh, actually, that's later in the dining room. Yeah. Or the study or something, where it's pressing against the door and you see the wood bending. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a door like that in the terror ride at Lagoon. Uh, there is. <laughs> Terrified me for many years. I'm actually looking up to see if this is one of the AFI's scary moments. Look at the bust staring at her. Yeah. And see subtlety. They don't have to turn their heads and look. You don't mm. have to draw your eye to them. If anything, you're you're picking up on all the images on screen anyway. Mm-hmm. And so subconsciously you could be picking up on that. When you digitally move the heads. 
the sounds of yeah, the, the door. Yeah, the banging. Oi, trying to see this on my phone is a trick. Yep, the knocking. It's like... Um, Evil Dead 2 did this too. It was like it trying to find its way in. Mm-hmm. Very frightening indeed. Yeah. But it makes you wonder, what are the rules governing it that it can't get in? Yes. Well, the haunting ranks as the 18th scariest moment in AFI's 100 scary moments in film. Mm Mm-hmm. Very freaky and subtle. You don't need much. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the getting cold. Yep. Because uh, the uh, theory is that to enact physically in the world, a ghost must convert energy. And yep. so it uses heat and transfers that into whatever other energy it's using, whether that's to create sound or movement. And so any cold spot, a Dutch angle there, with a bit of a fisheye, too, to give it kind of a warped impression. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's frightening. And then the doorknob. The doorknob Even the doorknob has a little face on it. Yep. Twist, twist, twist. Oh, it's raining again. Watching this on a raining evening. <laughs> is the door locked? I don't know. Oh, there's there's a fearful moment having to run up and lock the door before something gets in. Mm-hmm. <sighs> is that the ticking clock kind of moment? Yep. Holy crow! Look at the size of that rug. Think that's natural Persian? Probably. The scratching sounds around the uh-huh. door. God. <laughs> you can see Sam Raimi basically ripping this moment off. Because yep. of the way the camera twists and turns, what? being like the perspective of whatever's trying to get on in through from the other side. Or you could call it being inspired by. Yeah. <laughs> Paying homage. Ugh. Some of those things are barely recognizable. Mm-hmm. And the weird cackling. That's something that I don't remember hearing as well. I don't well. either. Oh, thank God for Blu-ray. Yeah. And headphones. Well, it gives you the impression that particular spirit was female, so... Or it was a female chasing the main ghost away. Oh. Or the female being chased by the main ghost. Right. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> and they hadn't even heard it. Mm-mm. So it's so isolated. Because you'd think that would rebound through the entire home. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of laugh yeah, hysterically. They were outside chasing a dog. Uh-huh. Or at least they thought they so were they chasing a dog. So they got misdirected. 
Could it be a hellhound? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or a grim? Ooh. Mm. Beware <laughs> the grim. Beware the grim. <laughs> Just the relief. Chasing a dog, my ass. Boy, he is the living embodiment of Tweed. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. James Mason. Oh, the mirror being at an odd angle, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her hair's all disheveled. <laughs> It's sexy. Yes, it's the tussled look. Tousled. Is there something in this house that doesn't have tassels attached to it? Um, I'm going to go with no. It's like somebody took all the graduation caps and just clipped away the tassels and then tied them to everything. It's because everything is tapestry. Oh, tapestry yes. and tassels. And everything ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. There we go, infrared again. Let's see. The treasure map's here. Uh, Professor <laughs> I Plum solemnly did it swear in the I'm up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a secret passage from the lounge to the. Uh, sorry, <laughs> from the kitchen to the uh, conservatory. No, it's from the kitchen to the uh, lounge. I think. Yeah, there's like two. Yeah, they're they're catty corner. Yeah. I can't remember which one is which. I know that one's the kitchen and one's the conservatory, but they're both on the north side. Uh-huh. And then on the south side, one's the lounge, and I don't know what... Library? Might be the library. I think it's the library. The Makes sense. The library, or is it the library on this side? <laughs> I'm doing hand motions that the listeners can't oh, see. Oh, that's something to watch again. Clue. Oh, I do so love that movie. It's a great movie. The best comedian com- comedies. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you. Now I kind of know you. (laughs) There he is, hunching over again. Oh, he's not wearing a tie today. It's casual Friday here at Hill House. If it's a posture thing with the actor, if it's a character choice. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Just to add that kind of spineless quality to him. But he's not spineless. No, it's just, yeah, the curvature of a backbone. It's more of like being hunched over a desk yeah. for a long period of time. She's got fringe today. Oh. Well, that'd be something interesting to watch, is if she keeps gussing herself up more and more for him. Oh, well, this is the first time she's uh, doing her hair differently from this point on. Yeah. So that's something I hadn't picked on up on before as well well theo calls her out on it in mm. what seems like a mean way but she's just trying to distract her from being scared right after she sees her name written on the wall that's right and then there's the always the accusing her of doing it to get attention again yeah to get a rise out of her mm-hmm. to make her forget that she's afraid you can't be angry and afraid at the same time <laughs> sure i can <laughs> Don't tell me what I can't do. You really can't. (laughs) Be angry scared. I could be scared at how angry I am. Ooh. It's really raining out there. Yeah. It's coming down. 
probably hear it in the background, maybe. We're supposed to have thunderstorms tonight. Ooh, spooky. Hopefully the power won't go out, because it's been going out lately. It nope, went Kitty's going to go investigate. It flickered off again this morning. God, that's annoying. It used to not really go out in our neighborhood that often, and now recently. Within the last year or so, it's just yeah. been very frequent. It's like they repaired a transformer, and they didn't quite repair it well enough. Mm-hmm. Or somebody jarred something loose somewhere, yeah. and they can't figure out where. In 3D! Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's grabbing the little bit of cream. <laughs> or do you think that's the milk? Um, if it's coffee, it's cream. How many sugars tea, is he going to put in his uh, coffee here? He's got two cubes. One. Bit of a sweet tooth. Boy, she really is infatuated with him. Mm-hmm. Well, someone's paying attention to her for her. Yeah. I could see that uh, being new and different for her. My hand is glued to my chin. It's going to be hell to get my mustache <laughs> off of this. Nope, not so glued after all. It's called jokey beard acting. He's giving off a lot of cues, though. For oh, he's her. given signals. The leaning towards her, the eye contact. I'm in my psychic outfit. She's pissed off at him for doing that. Yeah. It's like you're, uh,. You're a ball of yarn <laughs> to a cat. And so you're married to... <laughs> the way she's looking at Eleanor as well. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Deep. Oh, here we go. This is the writing on the wall, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really well acted all around. It is. Which is why I don't mind Julie Harris's performance, as I think that she did exactly what she needed to do. Well... With what the house is doing to her as well, mm -hmm. you know. She was chosen for a purpose. What is it then? Is Just, it ectoplasm? Uh, no, it's not ectoplasm. <laughs> it's they, ghost splooge. They wrote in cursive. Help Eleanor, Eleanor come home. home. Weird. It knows her name. Which is never good. <laughs> this is not the kind of attention she wants. No. There she is, getting all frazzled. She's... It must be freaky, though, to have... Uh, 
spirits contact you with your name. Mm. It's like they single you out. Mm-hmm. That's because they know that they've got a foothold. Yeah, she's... They've already played with her. And so all those times where she's arguing in her own mind is the pull of the house on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're having a argument talking over each other. Kindred spirit. <laughs> Emphasis on spirit. She goes right back to having her meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is she eating? It's like some kind of chowder. No, I think she's eating grapefruit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, from fear to anger, just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she nods like, yes. I wonder if she's wearing that top because she's buttoned up. <laughs> are very matronly yeah because she's never had anything else so even the way they dress the characters mm-hmm. very it's almost like a stage performance a very deliberate choice just like you said oh this isn't freaky at all here's the severed head of the dog I actually made a haunted house type thing in uh, Minecraft, and I had a garden, like, indoor garden like this, <laughs> and a fountain in the center of it. Well, the cat is just going to town on the side of the table. Yeah, he likes to mark it with his little scent glands. He seems like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. Feels so good. <laughs> Goofball. looks like a greyhound or something. <laughs> Trying to tell a story with all these statues. Hmm. <laughs> for two stones. <laughs> That's a lot of marble pieces. Up there she is in her own thoughts again. It's kind of like being imprisoned because of the iron bars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> <laughs> da -da, there you go, right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. He just... Oh, and then he looked over at Eleanor like... Yep. I got you two. All right. It's a zombie Samuel Paul. <laughs> Boy, they're all at each other's throats a bit. Yeah. And then he grips your hand. Oh, weird. And then knock over a vase or something. Whoa! 
And see, they took that way too literally in the remake that having things move when you're not looking. It's like, that's not what they meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really is an ungodly uh, set of statues. Yeah. Plaster so. of Paris, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's that's a Hollywood design thing. Whoa. Musty smell of death. Mm. Yep. The smell of a sick room. <laughs> the library. Boy, this is some set. <laughs> it's all yeah. the the depth that you get. Yes. The textured wallpaper. Yep. It's not just the set design, like I said, but the set decoration mm-hmm. is intricate. Yes. There she goes blinking again. The one that hanged herself up on top of this circular stairwell thing. Who was the stunt woman who threw herself down a staircase to yep. to very great effect, which is that why it seems so realistic. Is so unsafe. A ladder would be better. <laughs> Look how wobbly it is already. It's barely started up the damn thing. Yeah. More eagles. Wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> That's a hell of a stunt right there. I could see him being in West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's got to suck when your own worst company. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, you can't run away from yourself, lady. Infrared. Yeah, it really picked up on, like, weather damage and stuff. Yep. And then hurtling yourself to the earth. Yep. Already considering suicide. Whoa, vertigo. Boy, that's like you just looking up. <laughs> Shut up. It's true, though. It's not what I would like to happen, no, but, but it's just, just the way I'm built. Yeah, you just have vertigo. It's an actual thing. I'm finally coming to terms with who I am. Uh huh. <laughs> that concerned look on his face. The interesting thing is, he doesn't really have any tools to measure things. It's more like documentary. 
documenting experiences people have. Exactly, because they really didn't have tools back then. Yeah, he doesn't... Did they think about EMF meters no. back then? No. Did they have portable electronic thermometers? No. You have to give it about 10 to 15 years. Because, yeah, Legend of Hell House introduces that kind of thing. Yes. And all of them were very much precursors to what is actually used now by scientists trying to document yep. paranormal activity. Nope. Death warmed over. That's something my mom says a lot. What, look like death? No, death warmed over. Ah. Uh. This is an interesting part of the house because uh, it looks like, in miniature, the rest of the building. Mm. The little bits of spires and stuff. I never thought of it so that So it's like way. the building within a building. It's hmm. Boxes within boxes, like Russian nesting dolls. Yes. that's It's a theme day. Today's theme is Russian nesting dolls. Hey, Tarantino's favorite scene. Her painting her toenails. Hachu. She's already drunk. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, brandy. Brandy is actually... I hate brandy. It, I don't like the taste <laughs> of it at well, all. It's basically what? Burnt wine? Something like that? Yeah. That's the literal definition of the word brandy. Yeah. Burnt wine. <laughs> she just did a balloon noise. Yep. Bang on the wall. It's mm. The similarities being the the companion. It's like the old hag is wanting somebody else to care for her in the afterlife. Mm. So really, what the hell would that be? Mm. To escape that situation just to go enter it again for all eternity. Yeah. Oh, you get to take care of Abigail forever. And ever. And ever. And ever. So, yeah, the stakes are pretty considerable. <laughs> As she bangs her head against the brass <laughs> bedpost. <laughs> they look like ghosts themselves in their little nightdresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this little, um, it's like a slumber party atmosphere these two are having. Yeah. The thing is, is that she has made this all up in her mind and she is so believing it that Theo does not know that she's making it up. Yep. Because she's that neurotic or psychotic even. Well, neurotic. Is it neurotics build castles in the sky and then the psychotics live in them yeah like the lighting off the brass bed's post little sparklies cold spot yep cold spot and there he is with his enthusiasm again it's like a dog with a bone mm-hmm 
Cold spot. <laughs> he likes to point when he's making a point. That's what professors, doctors do. I'm making a point by pointing. Very authoritarian camera angle on him, too. Because this is what he's an expert in, so... Even though he's the tallest of them... See, they take a low angle and look up at him to give him more authority. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's the center, the heart of the haunting. Mm. The fakest sneeze I ever heard. That's a fake laugh. Fake. That laugh is real! <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, we're all standing around like assholes. Great. We're all standing up. Standing in a circle. A bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> yep. Closed mind. <laughs> nice. Really nice effect. Yep. Though if it was true, you'd probably still see it even though he's breathing through his nose. Mm -hmm. It's always trippy when they have to cool down a place to get the actor's breath to show. Yep. And the thing is, if you do it digitally, you can always tell it's yeah. done digitally. And filming's weird anyway because of just seasonal type stuff is that they have to film in winter for summer movies. They have to film in summer for winter movies and so you're like dressed in layers during the middle of august unless you go to australia <laughs> where it is winter in summer for us yeah that's what they should do go film in australia all the time except canada me too me three yeah there's actually a term for it i forget what it is but for people who get goosebumps during music. And there's just a specific part of the population that has that response. And it comes to certain surprises or changes in music. And people that get that are more engaged. So she was picking up on that empathically, telepathically. Mm -hmm. The... Her guilt at possibly killing her own mother. She didn't kill her mother. No. But just the parallels with the house. Yeah. Of not being there at the time. Do-do-do, little flute music there. Apparently that place is a hotel now. Ooh, spooky. Well, we don't know what it really looks like inside. This another great scary moment. The oh, matrixing this yeah. in this. Because of the textured wallpaper and the grating, and then you start to see faces where there are no faces. Mm-hmm. It's like, that looks like an eyeball already. Mm-hmm. Just the way the light plays on the shadow of that Florida-Lee kind of area. Looks like an eye staring at you. The weird voices. 
the shot of this is so tight so that we can't see where she is. Uh-huh. And so we just assume she's in bed. So it looks like eyes and a mouth and a bit of a nose. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The giggling from behind the wall. So is that the companion with her lover? Well, I think the uh, deep voice is Hugh Crane. Uh-huh. Or it could be the young replacement wife. Or it could be Abigail. Oh, it could be. Just because Abigail's dead doesn't mean she's an old ghost. She could probably be any age she wants. Yeah. And you can't tell what they're saying. It's just creepy. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's scary. It's interesting that it could do this twice. You would think that, you know, the one scare would be enough, but to have, you know, the next night have a different event happen between those two. You know, to have another experience specifically for those two. Well, it's because she's there. Yeah, she's if she was with a conduit. Somebody, yeah, if she was with somebody else, that other person would be having the experience with her. Right. Because it's all tied to her. She's like a battery for ghosts. Yep. Makes sense. Willpower. And nobody's holding your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's holding your hand. Or somebody's holding your hand. That gives me goosebumps even now. <laughs> as many times as I've seen this movie, it's Heebie-jeebies. Creepy moment. It makes you wonder who the little girl version. Mm-hmm. That's some harp. I'm harping on the harp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marking the times that uh, harps make weird noises. Yes. Good lord, is that a pipe organ? I do uh, believe it yes. is. Yes, it's the conservatory, apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry, but pipe organ music in a house like that? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's very Phantom of the Opera, isn't it? It's just creepy. Yep. Did I just hear thunder? Yeah, I think so. Either that or a truck. Oh, no, it's somebody playing their music too loud. Oh, I could think. be. It's the weekend. Yeah, that's very true, is mm. the things we think are magic, after a while. Oh, Katie's got crazy eyes. He says noises. Yeah, the magic of old becomes the science of now. Mm-hmm. It's just as we broaden our understanding of the universe, of which we know, what, about 4%? Yep. 
It makes you wonder, how do we know we don't know the 96%? <laughs> if we don't know it, it's an, there, there's a known known, the known unknown, the unknown unknown, and the unknown known. Would you please stop making my brain hurt? <laughs> I'm watching a ghost story here, yes. okay? And give the kitty some chest rubs. They're still flat earthers out there, which is insanity. I think they're just contrarians. Mm-hmm. They just want something to complain about, and they like the attention that they get for being yeah. ridiculous. Or the people say, well, why is the horizon not curved? It is. It is curved. You get it to a tall enough building, look out on the horizon, you'll notice a curvature. Mm-hmm. Let's take you up in a plane. Yeah. You'll clearly see it's a curved. More spires everywhere. More statues everywhere. I don't know why I never noticed that organ. Uh, Blu-ray. Yep. Could be. Especially when most of the times we've seen this, it's been on VHS, so... Yep. And even then, it still wasn't widescreen. Correct. Yeah, it'd probably just look like more decor... You don't see it as one piece. Mm. You see it in sections. But when you see it as one piece, it's like, oh, that's a pipe organ over there. Yep. With little uh, Celtic crosses around and stuff. Gothic crosses, actually. Yeah, it's like... The house used him to select her. Because mm. they knew the parallels that she had a very similar experience as a caretaker. And had she answered, was there anything she could have done? Exactly. The same situation. You're yeah. on your deathbed in your final moments. What can you really do mm-hmm. to prevent it? What is an aspirin? Ad- Advil? Well, your sister's well, yeah, a cunt. just as relief. I said cunt again. Well, you probably do. There's moments where, even if you love somebody, there's moments where you're so angry at them. There's a, what, an episode of Bull <laughs> recently that was like that? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I could just kill him. Yeah. Or to, in your dreams, kill the one you love because you're, like, frustrated with them or something. Yeah. It happens. It's just, you don't act on impulse, so... Nope. You know, you can't be blamed for your thoughts. No, but you can't go around accusing people of wanting people to die when they're your own flesh and blood. Right. That's not cool. That's why her sister's a cunt. Yep. And she didn't stick around to help in any way, so what no. authority does she have? Exactly. And I'm probably too far away from the microphone. He's leaning back and petting the cat. Yeah, there you go. She wants attention to be beloved. Oh, God. <laughs> the the Bible he wrote for her. Well, he's quite the illustrator, wasn't he? Unfortunately. <laughs> Please stop. 
<laughs> Please don't like how he put a voice on there for it. Yeah. Don't do British accents. I don't even know if he was trying to do a British accent. I think he was just adding gravitas. Boy, some engraver went overboard with the uh, wainscoting there. Yep. Uh, you know that's a lot like um, William Blake's art. Yeah. Very similar, though very opposite to William Blake's own philosophy. Mm. He would think lust was a positive thing, and that uh, any attempt to put down or Restrict lust would be unnatural. That the human genitals are a beautiful thing. <laughs> Christmas beer is so rotten now. <laughs> hey, look, there she is luxuriating. <laughs> She's being funny. What critter is above the doorway there? Something with antlers. Something. Interesting. Makes you wonder how she meant that. Oh, stop manhandling her. Yeah, well, she was the one who caused it. Yeah. That's true. You don't want people separated at this late hour mm -hmm. in the investigation. It is like a power keg. It's the longer they're there, the more things build up. It's like grasping her pearls. <laughs> He's married. Mm-hmm. I know what you are. So she's not that naive after all. <laughs> Inconsistencies. And you could think, is she talking about the psychic sensitive thing or is she talking about the lesbian thing? Yes. And that's, or that's, both at once. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's subtle. Yeah. People uh, in the Wikipedia entry say that it was explicit. And I'm like, uh, no, you're talking about the wrong version of this movie. Yeah, because she could clearly be talking about her being a psychic sensitive mm -hmm. and that that's unnatural, but yep. also lesbian. Yep. No, because he's an idiot. And he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. Uh-huh. What the hell is she wearing on her head? Um, it's like an inflatable bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's wearing like one of those Russian hats, but smaller. And satiny? Yeah. It's it's an abomination, is what it is. 
it's like a chimera of hats. Yeah. It's like, it wants to be this hat, but it also wants to be this hat. Taffeta, darling. Hmm. So did the house bring her there to fuck with Eleanor that much more? To make her give up hope? Yeah. So that she thought the house was her only way out? Interesting. Well, it happens to the wife is also interesting, because is that by design for Eleanor as well? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's trying to send her to the nursery, the heart of the whole haunting. Yep. Yep. And then immediately regret saying that. Yeah. That's what kind of person you can end up being. I'm sorry, don't go to the nursery. Now she's the tallest person in frame. She thinks she's so superior. Uh-huh. So but, the house is going to slap her down. Yeah, and you'll see quite the reversal in her opinion of things. And boy, what a bad marriage to be so cynical and lacking in confidence in what your husband does for a living. Yeah, which is the total inverse for Legend of Hell House. Yeah, where she's super supportive, but she's also, like, super young, too, so it's like he's a father figure for her. Yes, but not. Yeah. Um, She really loves him. Holy shit, the nursery door is open. Goddamn fucking hell. As the music will tell you. Mm-mm. Boy, she's got a little sway in her, doesn't she? She is a bitch. Bitches always have sway. I'd say she's a strong female character. I would say she's mean. Yeah. She's mean to her husband. True. Which is why he's not wearing a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You will. And then looks over his shoulder. (laughs) That's a good line. He's pretty much the comic relief of the story, really. Yeah. Look, it's a granny afghan. It is. That's when you do different squares of crocheted things and then you crochet them together. Well, you can do that without doing them as granny squares, but granny square is a specific design. Yeah. It's the the patches on his elbows. I mean, that's on the nose, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. See this? This is a giant granny square. Uh, She's pointing at the giant granny square throw. There are other squares. That are not like that. Like, the see the blanket behind you? She's pointing at Those are still squares, but they're not on granny an squares. audio platform. <laughs> Alright. Right, bitch. <laughs> like the hand up. Apparently they're accustomed to arguing, and he just puts his hand up like, I know what you're going to do. They sleep in twin beds at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That look. It- oh, that was an interesting cut. Stop sucking your thumb. She's biting her nail. Okay. I bet they don't even sleep in the same bedroom. Right. Nice split screen. She's uh, conflicted. Up oh, there's a tear. Nail. 
No, don't hear anything. Oh, that's what, that's another fucked up scene. Oh, the parlor? The parlor. Yes. I wear kitten heels everywhere I go. <laughs> well, she's very cat-like. She is very feline. Yep. The way she and that's the way, way she's she described in the book, is being very feline. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Very cat-like in her movements and her uh, her personality. Kind of fickle and hot and cold. How can anyone sleep like that? They can't. Unless you're, they're really Exhausted. drunk. Exhausted. If you're really drunk. Mm-hmm. Or a toddler. At least give her the chair. Boy, this is a long moment. It's called building suspense. Oh, that is wrong. The hand. It's like you're waiting and thinking, oh, it's a ghost. Oh, no, it's just him. It's just Luke. Wandering around. The flashlight. Now he turns it on. So <laughs> like you turn it off when you enter the room with the sleeping people. Well, he was coming from a lit room into an unlit room. Is that a woman and a fawn? Um, yes. Yes, it is. Interesting. A naked woman and a fawn. The door slammed. <laughs> a drink drink. An alcoholic drink to drink. And so it begins. Yeah. The house claims one momentarily. <laughs> it's like a bunch of hedgehogs. Cold spot. Here comes the knocking. There you go. What the hell could do that? Because it seems inhuman. Mm -hmm. It's like the evil that inhabits that location. It's like a demonic entity or somewhat. A very rhythmic demonic entity. Well, it's like in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the de demons aren't chaotic evil. Mm. They tend to be lawful evil. Yeah. They have a set of rules. Yeah, they have rules to abide by, including, you know, the contracts for owning a soul or possessing a soul. Duh. Damn, that's loud. Just trying to force its way in. Oh, is this the pushing the... Mm-hmm. Actually warping the wood? Or it's trying to molecularly change stuff to get in? Yeah. It's like warping time and space. <laughs> <laughs> Even looks like, fuck! <laughs> 
Yep, there's the warping. It's just so wrong. It's like something interdimensional trying to make its way through. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good effect. It's a great effect. Creek. <laughs> Even then he makes a joke. Mm-hmm. Well, some people, that's their defense mechanism. Just to maintain sanity. <laughs> and then it retreats. Possibly. No. Nope. No, it goes upstairs because it's like, oh, there's someone in there. Yeah. I couldn't get any of them. Let's get this person. So did it scare the wife into the crevices of the house or drag her there? We don't know. I'll have to pay a little attention to that. Well, we never know. It's like heavy footsteps or something. Mm-hmm. The thing about this is that what was the thing that made this house evil? Because it was evil before the first death happened. Yeah, the it way was they tell it. Evil at the start is what he said. And mm-hmm. so is it the house itself or is where it's built? Yeah. What's there yeah. that is causing all of these deaths? Could it be a ley line? Could it be a nexus point? Could it be a hell mouth? Could it be the site of something even more gruesome? We just don't know. That's actually a quite famous image in film, is her running through this house in her nightgown. It's a very gothic (laughs) image. Just this twisted house. Interesting use of a mirror. Mm. It's the sound of whips and weird other noises. The creaking. Ugh. Stupid curtains. It's like the house is attacking her. (laughs) And since she's a possibly a physical psychic. Yep. This is could all be her manifesting this through her own anxiety. So if she wasn't here, possibly none of this would happen. Again, she's a conduit. Or could it be an expression of her own uh, neuroses? Well, and that's one of the dualities of the movie. Yeah. But then events have taken place in this house before. Exactly. So there must be something going on. And then she enters the nursery and no longer is there any of the warping... She's not there. Because the house no longer has any interest in that room. Mm-hmm. 
Where's my wife? The house has her. There's your granny squares again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you think saying a haunted house in a haunted house movie would be against the rules, kind of like how saying zombie in a zombie movie tends to be. <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily that much of a subgenre yet. Yeah. And there's more lighting. Mm-hmm. To have a yeah. light on her and nothing else just to show that, yeah, the house has her. Boy, what are you going to do to that statue? Um. So does he want her as the next wife? And see, there's no way to know because yep. he didn't die in the house. Yeah. I'm thinking Abigail wants her to be yep. a caretaker. If I got the names right. Abigail was the child. Right, that grew up to be the old lady that yes. died. <laughs> In other words, my wife is humorless. Yes. Boy, why did you marry her? Because they don't seem to have a child. They don't seem to have much in common. Yeah. It's like it might be a marriage of convenience kind of thing. Hugging the building. Why does she want to stay there always, though? It's just, there's... It's got her. It's got its hooks yeah. into her. She feels like she belongs there. She's wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's what she wants, is to be cherished. And this house will cherish her, apparently. Oh, no, it won't. No. No, it won't. It's just making her think that. And here we go, back to the spiral staircase. Yep, she's feeling accepted by the house. Drawn towards it. Like, inexplicably. Yes. To the point where I don't think she has control over her own actions anymore. No, at this point, she is not in control. Yeah, she's a puppet. Yeah, the Dutch angle is surely an indication. Boy, that does get you dizzy after a while, doesn't it? They actually, um, that was filmed going down the stairs and they reversed it. Hmm. That kind of helps giving an unnatural feel to it. God, even the empty chair that's kind of pointed towards her. Yeah. Indication that somebody could be sitting and watching her. It's well crafted, well staged. And up she goes, barefoot. Like some bohemian. With her painted toenails. Yep. Nice continuity. Yeah. Again, probably that bit where she is gussying up for uh, Marquess or Marquay or whatever his name is. 
Really? Yes. This whole time? Yes. It's Mark Way. Mark Way. I've said it at least half a dozen times. They've said it several times as well. Yes. <laughs> Those steps have got to be cold. And the, she just smiles about it. Because she still hasn't quite dawned on her how dangerous this is. She's not in control. Yeah. It's only later that she's like, holy shit, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Why am I up here? When I think the others enter the room and are like, what are you doing? Uppity, uppity the stairs. And considering she was thinking about what it'd be like to hurdle yourself out a window mm. earlier. It really is fascinating to realize the... Uh, Actor was in a bout of depression during the filming of this. It's a lot of pressure to do that much voiceover. How much ADR? The way they looked all squashed. How tiny you look from up here. Like little ants. more delirious she gets, the more poetic she gets. Because mm -hmm. she's not herself. Yep, I thought she was closer to the top than that. It's unsafe. I must try. He purposely did very um, abrupt editing and cutting to make the audience feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. But these days, that's like... The style. Mm -hmm. Quick edits. And various angles, too. All and angles. Speaking of Kubrick, he'd hold on for a long time to make you feel uncomfortable. To the point where it became a claustrophobic image. Especially like framing people center frame. Squeak. Do what I want. That thing is wobbling like crazy. And it's going to rip right out of the wall. Guys, can't you hear the horns? <laughs> They're warning you that this is dangerous. Almost there. Stay on target. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Oh my god, <laughs> oh, my, oh my, my god. god, oh my god. That thing that came from somewhere. The platform nine and three quarters? The way that she's looking at him, like she doesn't understand English. Yeah, she's so far gone. Doesn't even recognize him. It's like she's possessed. Oh my god. Could hurtle off the edge at any moment. Look down, realize what you're doing. Grab. What are you doing, woman? Oh, Eleanor. 
See, there's a thing on his side. Yeah. He he's led not, her He's on. no longer in love with his wife. Yep. He led her on big time. Yeah. That it was a thing for him, too. So she wasn't making a fool of herself. No. He wanted her as well. He's just in a loveless marriage. And in 63, divorce was not very common. Ah! And then they both fall down and die. Boy, she was really beat up for a few hours and locked away in the walls. That's the tiniest bow tie ever. <laughs> Would you like to tell us where you got the tiniest bow tie? <laughs> it came with the shirt. <laughs> Kitty just complained at me. Why would you still want to stay in that damn house? <laughs> she doesn't want to go back to her sister's. No. He touched her hair. Yes. And gave her a firm shoulder rub. Home. Yep, and all comes to this. Nope. L lives on a sofa. The way she inches herself back towards the bedroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got the hooks in her. Mm-hmm. It does. That's why you have to leave. Yep. <laughs> you just about committed suicide there, woman. And the house wanted you to. You couldn't be less safe. Yeah. There we go. Suitcase in here. Buttoned up again. Eyes. What, that the windows look like eyes? Mm. It wants me. I sound like my voiceover. Yep. Well, that's true self coming through. It's not like, like a facade. Another cold spot. Yeah, the wind blowing out of the house mm -hmm. and down the stairs. Yep. Vroom, vroom. You're welcome for asking you and you in the library. No, you're not. The more she claims she's okay, it's like... You're not. Yeah, that's what desperate people do. Yeah. To try and convince you to let them do what they feel they need to do. Exactly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I 
horrible last moments together. She has my place. Mm-hmm. I mean, what clearer phrase could you give that things aren't right? Yep. But she makes her own choices, so... Mm-hmm. In fact, it's one of the few times she's able to make a choice for herself, but is it a choice for herself or a choice for the house? Well, she makes the choice that ends up making the choice for her. Yeah. And then vroom vroom. Even <laughs> at the end, he's still got a thing for her, saying yep. he'll write her. Uh-huh. The house tricks them so easily. Mm-hmm. There she goes. And again, it's uh, parallels mm-hmm. of her swerving off-road. The house jerking the wheel. And this is where we see Mrs. Markway, if I'm not mistaken, run out into the road. Yep. You have to die, Eleanor. Yep. You have to die to stay with us. Boy, those are wet eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. She is frazzled. And just close her eyes. Give in to it. And then, there she is! Slam. And there's the tree where the first the wife died. Same tree. Makes you wonder if it was a hanging tree or something. So that's one bad tree. She did. Yep. House got what it wanted. Mm-hmm. That is a corduroy jacket. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Every time he moves his arms. <laughs> No safety glass in that car. It's before they had safety glass. <laughs> She's all dirty. <laughs> and ended up inside, like, the walls of the house. It's like how the hell she got into the the rafters is like crazy. I don't know about that. (laughs) Oh, do you think their marriage lasts after this? Well, I think she fucking believes in ghosts now. Yeah, but I think he'd resent her for the rest of history. Yep. Parallels. Mark on the tree of where the carriage toppled. It's evil. Like the fruits of of the the devil. devil. All right, Claire, just 
look off into space. Because you are awesome. <laughs> it was. Where she, she felt she belonged. And... I don't think she is. I like how her she has her collar popped because <laughs> she's that cool. She did that because she was cold. <laughs> For now. For now. Until it wants somebody else. And there's a nice big full shot of the house. Yep. Great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Just raise it to the ground. Ah, there's our closing narration, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bookends to this. It's like everything ends where it begins. Mm-hmm. Walk alone. So you're still alone! Yep. The end... Oh, ectoplasmy. Yep. So they should have done that in reverse to make kind of like be a reversal of the opening thing. Bling, mm. bling, The piano tinkling that ghosts hate. Oh, they really hate that. Yeah. According to the Bank original Bank. Ghostbusters. And now let's see these warnings in every language on the <laughs> earth. Yeah, because once again, it's a credits at the first movie. Where they put them all at the end before they gave credits to everybody, even catering. Yep. Because somewhere along the lines, credits became important to mm. people mm -hmm. more than just making a paycheck. Yes. It's like, oh, I got a film credit. For what? For being second man to the left. So that was The Haunting. That was The Haunting. Are you haunted by The Haunting? Still uh, a very good film. It's I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, creepy moments. Quite a few of them. Yes. It's interesting, and I like how it addresses the whole paranormal activity thing. Good acting. Yes. Like the cast. Just enough writing. The voiceover can grate on you. It's not as bad as I thought it was originally. Yeah. On repeat viewings, you, it just becomes part of it, and you don't think about it anymore. I think maturity has a lot to do with how you view Julie Harris's performance. Uh-huh. As a teenager, you don't have enough life experience to identify with her in any way. The idea that this was a girl who never really had a childhood, had to care for their invalid mother, never really had any life experiences, was never loved and cherished on her own, was always a servant, and then to get out and live her own life. Here's something kind of personally creepy. When I was in my late teens and early 20s, my mother's mother was in a nursing home. Right. And I was the only one that ever went to visit her because she put so much emphasis on that, of course, I felt obligated to continually go and visit her. Right. And it was really hard for me because being of an empathic nature, the minute I walked into that place, I could feel everybody's pain, loneliness, anguish, yeah. horror, despair, etc. And so I hated being there. It was always such a drain on me. And the night she died, I was supposed to go and see her. I had told her the day before, I will see you tomorrow. Right. I didn't go and see her, and I didn't even call to tell her I wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. And she died. So very similar 
to your own experiences. Guilt. Yeah, the guilt. Guilt. Yeah. Even over 20 years later. Guilt. Yeah, can eat you up inside. But at the same time, all those times you went and visited, nobody else did. It's yeah. like, how much? How far do you have to extend yourself? There are extenuating circumstances. My mother's mother was not an easy person. She was bipolar to a massive degree before anyone knew what bipolar was. Right. And she used guilt as a weapon all of the time. Now, my mother had to grow up with that, and she was an only child. Uh huh. I can understand why, at that point in her life, she couldn't subject herself to that anymore. So I think she actually feels more guilty about it than I do. Mm-hmm. However, I also understand why she would just want it to be over. Yes. That may sound harsh and terrible, but my grandmother could be really hateful and really mean. And uh, she used to beat us with yardsticks. And that doesn't sound like a big deal until you think of, hey, what if you were wearing shorts and she was smacking you on the backs of your thighs with a yardstick? Yeah. And I'm not talking about one of those little thin yardsticks. I'm talking about one of those big heavy duty ones that was also a meter stick that was like half an inch thick. I remember my grandmother threatening to do it, but I don't remember it ever happening. Oh, my grandmother beat us all the time. Yeah. In fact, there were times where she made us cut switches off the tree. Ugh. Yeah. And I saw a quote on Facebook today that actually makes me think of this. Uh, there's uh, The quote goes, first person. Well, my parents beat on me every now and then, and I turned out okay. Second person. So does that mean you think hitting children is okay? First person. Yeah, I guess. Second person. Then you didn't turn out okay. <laughs> Was that the Louis C.K. thing is that everybody seems to think it's okay to hit kids and they're the people that are most affected by getting hit mm -hmm. and the least in control of their own behavior. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we hit the people that have developed brains and know what they're doing to kids who are learning as they go along? Guilt is a funny thing. It is, and it certainly addresses that. Yep. There, of course, is... The idea that this was all psychosis on the part of Eleanor, but and that might you know be true if no one else had had paranormal experiences with her. Right, others had some experiences, at least hearing the knocking. But then that could have been a projection from her. But then there's the incidental deaths that happened around the house for mm -hmm. whatever reason: the upset horse carriage, the falling down the stairs, the hanging oneself. Yep. Driven to madness or driven by fear to fall to their deaths. Good Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a spooky one. It's got some really decent scares in it. Even for being so old, it's still creepy as hell. Yes, indeed. As it is a commentary, that means playing out on a dark track. And, of course, I'm a little out of breath because I'm playing with the kitty. When Dave plays the dark track of the Fortnite for me, he plays with the cat. Often. Well, because the dance cats... together or just play a bit. Yeah, the cats usually appear when we're recording. Yeah, the voices attract him, I think. He's always hanging out, and Dave will put the music on and then caress the cat. Monographic is a band from Hamburg, Germany. They rate their genre as post-punk, wave, neo-psychedelia, so pretty much gothic rock. You know, it's a combination of all those things. The members are 
Bjorn Ullman, who's on vocals and guitar. Rick Freeman plays guitar. And Lothar on bass. And then Moids Multimuerte, which is clearly a pseudonym, on drums. And they're a fairly recent band, uh, formed in 2014. So only been around for a couple of years. Heard these guys on a compilation called 33 Goth Bands You Should Know. Mm. And that comes off volume four that just recently dropped. Sweet. So, and that's available for free. I think you can get it on Bandcamp. Just put in zero as the sum. Because it's kind of a name your price thing. Oh, right. So you can do that on Bandcamp. They've got all four volumes up there. So that's like over a hundred gothic tracks. And some of them I already have because of being a DJ and getting some obscure goth bands sending me stuff. I have a few already. But yeah, this is someone new to my collection and they've got a nifty sound, I think. What do you think? Uh, I like them. Especially when you changed the equalizer and I could hear the vocals. <laughs> yeah, um, I took it off rock and put it on just no EQ and you could hear the vocals a lot better. Yes. Makes me wonder if I put it on vocal, if you'd hear it even more better. I have no idea. More better blues. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, the thing that stands out for that track for me is right before the chorus, there's some drum fills and there's a bit of hesitancy and it feels almost like somebody about to fall down the stairs or you know it's like this kind of trip before it really goes and it's a neat effect yes and though it sounds like it could be clumsy i think it's very much by design i agree and it's called the house the house the house by monographic and unless you have no more to say about it or if you have say yeah let me try that again if you have anything more to say about that, or no, that's not what I mean either. Unless you have anything <laughs> else to say about it, I guess we could start the track. Oy, get around there sometime. Are we back? Are we here? What? What? Who? Me? Um, I was dead at the time. Uh, I was on the moon with Steve. <laughs> so anything else you have to say about that song? No. Alright, this is The House by Monograph. Bye!